We've been in a series entitled The Me I Want to Be. Uh, how many of you are enjoying this series? If you've missed a part, please go listen on the app or on the website, download it, get the podcast, watch the video, something. Proverbs 11 and 28. A life devoted to things is a dead life, a stump, but a God-shaped life. When I am living as the me I want to be, what I'm understanding now is that the me I really want to be is the same me that God designed me to be. And when I can live that God-shaped life, it's a flourishing life. You were made to flourish. The last week we recognized that there is this gap between the me that I am and the me that I want to be. And what am I going to do with the gap? I'm always trying to close the gap, so what do I do? I look at my life and I say, I'm bad at something or I'm not doing great at this or I need to change this, so I try harder. But then trying harder gets very difficult, so what do I do? I end up getting exhausted and fatigued. Following that, you can't do it very long, so you quit. Then when we quit, we look around and we're still not the father we wanted to be to our kids. We're still not the wife we wanted to be to our husband. We're still not the employee we wanted to be. We're still not the follower of Christ we wanted to be. So we feel guilty. Well, the only solution then is to try harder again. And we get caught up in this cycle round and round and round. And life never really moves the way God intended it to move. But he gave us two amazing things that can close the gap. First of all, he gave us his grace. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. When you're caught up in your weaknesses, when you're trying to deal with your gap, my grace is all that you need. I love it. The writer of Hebrews said that we ought to come boldly before the throne where the God of grace and ask him and he will give us all the grace that we need to live our lives. We ought to wake up every morning looking for some coffee and some grace. <laughs> And then we go on, and, and not just the grace, the grace of God is what bridges the gap. But we, we still want to close the gap. So Paul said, you know what? It's in my weakness that I am made strong. It's in my weakness when I recognize there is a gap that it actually releases the power of God to work in my life. So the gap is not actually my problem. The gap is what releases the power of God to work in me. We've got to try a little softer. Remember we talked about the golf club, how we've got to let the club do the work. We've got to let the power of God work in our life because a believer, just like Stephen, full of the grace of God and the power of God, will see miracles all throughout your life. Let the club do the work. Let the, let the power of God do the work in your life. My final week in this series, I think, and I, and I want to begin by asking you this question. If your life were a song, if you had a theme song that described your life, what would it be? Maybe something like, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I guess I'll go eat worms. Y'all heard that song? No, that's not your theme song? That's a... What about this? And I'm going to take it back a little bit here. Well, I fell into a burning ring of fire. Went down, 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 and the flames, they get higher. Do you know it? And it burns, burns, burns. Come on, sing it with me. The ring of fire. Pastor Kirk, I know you know this song. <laughs> sang it yesterday. See, I knew it. I could feel it in the spirit. 
Maybe it's not Ring of Fire that's your song. I'm going to get even more country for you for just a minute, okay? <laughs> I am a man of constant sorrow. I've seen troubles all my day. Pastor Chris was here. He'll be here in a minute. I bid farewell to old Kentucky, the place where I was born and raised. You know the next line? The place where he was born and raised. You can always count on Pastor Kirk to know the oldies. (laughs) For six long years I've been in trouble. No... No pleasures here. You got to stop Facebook live me right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> no pleasures here on earth I found. Could that be your theme song? I've been in trouble a long time and no pleasures do I find. Well, okay. Move it up into this century. <laughs> Little Justin Bieber. Is it too late now to say sorry? Don't you sing the next line of that song? I know you know it. Or, or a little One Republic, is it too late to apologize? It's too late. No? Okay. Or for some of you, you didn't listen to your mama, so she had to sing to you, don't go chasing waterfalls, just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Sing it. I know that you're, you're not going to go to hell. It's all right. You already know it. It's like the Lord knew this about you and saved you anyway. His grace is sufficient. I know that you're going to have it your way or nothing at all, but I think you're moving to. Okay, okay, that's not your song. You walk in front of the mirror and you sing a little Bruno Mars to yourself. When I see your face, there's not a thing that I would change. Because, boy, you're amazing. Singing it to yourself, right? Just the way you are. What would your song be? Life has a song. I, I'm sorry, I don't know much new country. When I married my wife, country stopped being sung in my house, so forgive me. If you want me to sing country, i got to go back to, like, Garth Brooks. It's bulls and blood, it's dust and mud, it's a roar of a Sunday crowd. I mean, I got to go back, to, uh, you know, uh, I got to go back to when Jesus took the wheel or I don't know the song. What would your song be? Would it be happy? Would it be a confident song? Would it be a sad song? Would it be a broken song? Would it be a whiskey lullaby? What would your song be? Would people cry when they hear you sing it? Would people want to listen to you sing it? Or would people want to smile? Would you encourage people around you? When you sing your song, how would it affect the the people around you? Well, let's get a little scripture on the subject before you all get upset with me. (laughs) Psalm 101, verse 1. This is David. My theme song is God's love and justice, and I'm singing it right to you. David said, my life has a theme song, and I'm gonna, not going to let my life song, my theme song, be about all the bad things I did because David made some major mistakes in his life. 
But he said, my, love, my theme song is about God's love and his justice and how even when I messed up, God still loved me. See, David had a theme song. He had a song that, that talked about the life he had lived with God, a song of love and of justice. When I look back through my life, I can see how the songs have changed. As a matter of fact, when I hear certain songs, it immediately takes me back to a moment. Went to a wedding yesterday, and my wife set me up, as she always does. There's a few things I've committed to memory. She always asked me, Randon, do you remember the song we had our first dance to? And I say, you know I do. Someday, when I'm awfully low, when the world is cold, do you know it? <laughs> I will feel a glow just thinking of you, just the way you look tonight. Now, see, when I first did my first dance, I don't dance, as you well know. <laughs> And so it was a more of a, like a stumble around while a bunch of people looked. And, what are you doing? I'm dancing. <laughs> we want to remember how she looked that night, not how I looked that night. I just wanted to make sure that was very clear. But, but that song brings me right back there to that moment. Songs and music have changed through the years, though. I was born in the 80s, right? And I know 80s music gets a bad rap. About the only thing worse than 80s music in most people's minds is 90s music. Well, listen, you're talking about what I grew up on. Uh, you know, when I think back to the 80s, I think back to some of the greatest songs that were ever written. Just a small town girl. I started that too high. <laughs> Living in a lonely... I got to Just a small town girl. <laughs> Living in a lonely world. Boards a midnight train going anywhere. Do you know it? Next line. Just a city boy, born and raised in South Detroit. I know you know it. Somebody get this guy a mic. I'm going to need some help. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Come on, it was one of the greatest songs of all time. But then the 80s ended. We went to the 90s. There's a lot of songs that could define the 90s. Can't touch this. Bom, 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 bom. <laughs> There's a lot of songs that we could talk about. And then I, this is how we do it. Stop. Don't you even go no further. Don't clap. Then we will have to have an altar call right here. <laughs> it's like we're coming. I'm coming, Jesus. I'm coming. But then the 90s hit, you know, and, and, and I mean, the 2000s hit. And well, things changed again. And, and uh, you know, I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. Tonight's gonna be a good, good night. Got a feeling. I'm gonna get y'all going here in a minute. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get there. You see, but, but, but then, uh, you know, Black Eyed Peas, they had a feeling, but Justin Timberlake, he decided he can't stop the feeling. <laughs> can't stop the feeling. <laughs> I'm not a JT fan. I'm a little more of a Bieber fan. I know. I know. I, I know. It's, I just... My mama don't like me but you, but she likes everyone. And I never like to admit that I was wrong. Come on, you know the song. But I've been so caught up in my job. 
that's, that's good stuff right there, man. Just a little guitar, just sitting on a stool, just, just singing about reality. My mama don't even like you. <laughs> Boom. And believe me, my mama likes everybody. So if she don't like you, I just, bless your heart. <laughs> Seasons change, music change, but not just in the world, in my worship. Seasons of, of worship have changed right here with purple columns and wood and Jesus on the back wall at one point made out of flames of fire. <laughs> we used to sing a little Fred Hammond. Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to God. Come on, you know these words. It's real easy. Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to God. Yeah, you know it. To the only God, my Savior, <laughs> majesty, dominion, and power forever and ever. Come on now. That's good stuff right there. That's, that's what I grew up on. I know that you, many of you grew up like, uh, what's the, the long-haired guy that sings gospel country music? You know, the, the, the Gaithers. I know you grew up on the Gaithers. I did not grow up on the Gaithers. You can love them. It's okay. We need all types. But then the 2000s hit, and, and Chris Tomlin wrote a song that became an anthem of worship all throughout the country and around the world. It, it spanned generations, and it, and it crossed, crossed uh, cultural gaps. And, and he said, how great is our God. Sing with me how great. Became an anthem. Is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Became an anthem. More recent, things have changed again. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. Stephen, this is just for you. You are. <laughs> he hates this song. <laughs> you know, but, but not only has worship changed, but in my walk with God, the songs have changed. When I was a kid, we used to sing, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. But you know, then I grew up a little bit. I made a few mistakes in my life. I had a few problems. I got caught up in some sin. And you know what? The, the worship of my heart changed. And I needed to hear a song, and, and my life was singing a song, and I can't do it near like Stephen can, but something like, you thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for, so you sacrificed your life so I can be free. And I can be whole, and I can tell everyone I know. 
You see, there are people in the room today that that song is just the song of your heart right now. And that is a wonderful song that, God, I've made some mistakes in my life, but you loved me anyway, and you loved me so much you died for me and cleaned me up so I can be free and I can be whole and I can tell the whole world about you. There are seasons of my life when that was the song of my heart. But that's not always the song of my heart. You see, I, I've grown, and, 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 and I don't struggle for my salvation all the time, and, I, and I'm not worried, and, but, but yet my, my song has changed as I have walked through this, this, this life with God. And now I sing, I only want to sing if I sing with everything, if I sing for you, my King. You see, now it's all, I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to live with Jesus now. He's already saved me. I'm not coming to the altar every day saying, God, I need you to save me again. I'm saying, Lord, that's been settled and done. Your blood was enough. So, God, now I just want to live for you, and I want to live my life for you, and I want to sing with you. My life is a song, and, and, and when I am the me that I want to be, the me that God designed me to be, my song is beautiful. People want to hear it. People want to listen to the, the words that I'm saying. The song sounds beautiful and it impacts the world. But when I'm off, when I'm not the me that God wanted me to be, when I'm trying to be someone else, when I'm busy getting caught up in the things of the world, boy, it's frustrating. It sounds terrible. People around me are annoyed. You ever had somebody working next to you that is always singing but can never sing the right notes? always messing up the words you're like dude that is so annoying you see when I'm not going after the me that God has designed me to be the world's looking at me and like dude you're fake you're not real and you're trying to be something you're not would you just stop singing how does your song sound lately Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 through 20 <clears throat> don't drink too much wine that cheapens your life Drink the Spirit of God, huge draughts of Him. Sing hymns instead of drinking songs. Sing songs from your heart to Christ. Sing praises over everything, any excuse for a song to God the Father in the name of our Master, Jesus Christ. You see, here's what he said. You can drink wine and try to satisfy your needs with things like wine. The Bible tells us that wine makes us merry. So the point here is you can try to do the things that the world has to offer to make you happy. Or you can be filled with the Spirit and let that fill you and make you happy. What, what's your choice? Which way? And he said, and he said this, let, let's put it like this. What song are you singing? Are you singing a drinking song? Have you ever, ever heard a drunk singer sound good? <laughs> I went to the rodeo one time a few years ago, and Alan Jackson came out. He was drunk as Cooter Brown. He didn't hit a note. I was so mad when I left. I don't even really like country music, but I felt cheated because Alan Jackson had a beer in his hand the whole time. He couldn't even, that stage was spinning, and he couldn't even stand up straight on it. And he was singing whatever song. It was terrible. Or... I could sing a hymn. You know what hymns do? Hymns give glory to God. Hymns give glory to God. Amazing grace, 
How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like. You see, that song immediately starts to change, and we start to look up to heaven. And you notice? Some of you got your hands raised, and we just suddenly the tone in the room changed because a hymn brings glory to God. So here's what he said. You have a choice on which song you sing. You can try it your way that you think will bring you happiness, and it might for a moment. The problem with trying to drink wine to make you happy is the wine wears off. Or you could take in the Holy Spirit and you could sing a hymn and you could glorify God and you could find fulfillment. You could find that rich and satisfying life that Jesus promised. You could find the me you want to be. You could find where you're happy for absolutely no reason. You have a choice. Which song will you sing? How does your life sound to the world around you? Are you full and satisfying? Or, or, or is, is God shining through you? Does it sound beautiful to the world or are people annoyed by you? How do you sound lately? If your song doesn't sound like you think it should sound, I want to give you five problems that might point to what's going on. Would you like to know them? What's your theme song? Father, I thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for helping me. I thank you for singing through all of us that our, our lives might live in glory to you. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to hear from you and to be challenged by the power of your word. I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Five potential problems if your song doesn't sound right. Number one, it's very simple. You are singing a solo instead of a duet. You see, here's the reality. You were never made to sing a solo. You were made to sing a duet with God. He created you in such a way that you sound the best when you're singing with him. But we like to sing our solo. We want to live life our way. And we want to do our thing. We want to be the superstar. And God's saying, listen, I want to sing a duet with you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. For you died to this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Now, I want you to understand something here. What does that mean? It means that there is a day coming when it will be a glorious thing to be you. It will, there is a day coming when the glory of God will shine through you and you get to share in it. And it will be a glorious thing to be you. Moses said, God... Show me your glory. I want to see your glory. And God responded to him, I'll show you my glory. I'm going to make my goodness pass before you. The most glorious thing about God is how good he is. He said, I'm going to make my goodness pass before you. You get to share in that goodness when you are hidden in Christ. When you're singing your own solo, you don't get the goodness of God. You don't get the glory of God. But if we could sing our duet with God, His glory would shine through us. To glorify God means to be the kind of person that people will look up at you and say, what a great God that God must be to have thought up a great creation just like you. When you're singing with God, people look at your life and say, wow, what a great person and what a great God that they serve. 
You were made for God's glory. Isaiah said in 43 verse 7, Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It is I who created them. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, I was made for the glory of God. So what we've got to do is we've got to get God involved in what's going on. So I'm going to stop singing a solo now. And I'm going to ask Pastor Chris and Pastor Yolanda to help me. They, uh, yeah, y'all come on up. See if I can, I can be a real musician. They made me put one of these on. Check. I don't hear anything. Okay. So there I am. That's weird. So here's the, here's the next problem. You see, I, I've come in and Pastor Chris, what, what did you decide you were? Are you the Holy Spirit or are you? Oh, you're the Holy Spirit. Pastor Yolanda is going to be the Holy Spirit today, right? Because I need the Holy Spirit with me in my life. Um, Pastor Chris, what are you going to be? Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger? Do you have the moves like Jagger? Because if you don't have the moves like Jagger, can't help you. Okay, so you're going to be, you're going to be, you can be Jesus. You can take the wheel over there, okay? And so, so I, I've decided I'm going to get God involved in my life, okay? And I'm going to sing a duet with God. So we're going to sing, and, uh, and so y'all going to help me? Because yep. I'm going to show you the next problem. Are you ready? Whatever. My God, my how champion, great you, are. you fight for us. How great, how you made great a way when are. there was none. My champion, you're strong. What are y'all singing? My God, how great you are. Uh, okay, that's not the song I want to sing. I'm singing Champion. Well, the Holy Spirit and Mick Jagger are singing. <laughs> Here's problem number one I can determine in my life that I'm going to sing with God but I can still be singing the wrong song. I can try to have him in my life, but be living life the way I want to, and I can be singing the wrong song. You say, I'm singing Champion. Champion's a great song that Brian and Katie Torwalt uh, wrote and sing, and it's a wonderful song. It's really been speaking to me in my, in my prayer time this week. It's a wonderful song, but you know what? A good song can still be wrong if it's not the song that God is singing. You can be going after good things in your life, trying to be a good person, but if it's not the person that God is calling you to be, if it's not the song that God has called you to sing, then it's still wrong and it's still a train wreck. It doesn't have to be a bad song to be the wrong song. You know what? Paul said, you are God's masterpiece. Here's what I want you to know. I am not my masterpiece. I am his masterpiece. I got to change my song. You know, of all the disciplines that I have to have in my life, big and small, whether it's, you know, things that make me be a good father or a good husband or a good coworker or a good boss or a good friend or just a good person in general, of all the disciplines you have in your life, the most important and the most absolutely necessary discipline that you have is the discipline of surrender. John Ortberg said it like this. There is no way for a human being to come to God that does not involve surrender. 
Here's what Jesus said. Matthew 10, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. If you're trying to sing your song, you're going to lose it. But if you'll lay down your ability to choose the song, your desire and your will to choose the song, and you'll sing whatever song God's called you to sing, you'll actually find life and you'll find hope. But if you try to sing yours, you're going to lose it all. Matthew 16, Jesus also said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. If you want to hold your song, you're going to lose it. But if you'll sing his song, if you'll take up your cross, if you'll lay your own life down, you've got to give up the ability to choose your song and be the person that God's called you to be, do the things he's called you to do. When we surrender to him, God will sing with us. It'll be a beautiful thing in the world. But we have to surrender. You see, surrender is a continual experience. It's a continual experience. What do you mean? Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to, to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now notice he said, offer yourself as a living sacrifice sacrifice this is a bit of uh, a contradiction here living and sacrifice in in their culture jews would bring their sacrifice their animals to the temple the priest would kill the animal and then lay it on the altar as a sacrifice to god their lambs maybe it was uh, doves oxen, whatever it was, they would, lay, they would kill it and then lay it on the altar. Once the animal was dead, they could lay it on the offer, altar and offer it as a sacrifice and, and it would just lay there until it all burned up, until the sacrifice was burned up. But here's the problem. If they led that same sheep, it didn't kill it first, but laid it on the altar. How many of you know when the fire gets hot, that sheep is not staying there? And this is what Paul said. Every day in your life, you're a living, breathing human being. And you have the same tendency to get on the altar and say, God, I'm sacrificing my life to you. I'm surrendering my life to you. But when the fire gets hot, we want to jump off. We come in on Sunday morning. I'm here, Lord. My life belongs to you. I'm here to worship you every day. I'm going to get up. It's going to be a great week. I'm going to sing my song with you, God. But then the next morning, the kids wake up and all hell breaks loose in the house and, 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 and everybody's yelling and screaming and that's it. We're off the altar. We're going, you know, we're, you know the you that comes out. All is well. And then you get to work and something goes wrong and you're saying, Lord, I'm about to lay hands on this fella. <laughs> Because it's so easy to jump off of the altar when the fire gets hot. So Paul said, it's got to be a continual experience. You've got to make a decision. Get on the altar. Yes, but it's hot. Get back on the altar. Yes, but I don't want to sing this song. Get back on the altar. Yes, but I, it's very difficult. And you don't understand what I, I'm going through. I don't either, but you don't understand what Paul was going through. And he said, every single day, I'm getting on the altar of God. And I'm surrendering my life, my choices, my will, my desires, everything to God are you willing to be a living sacrifice to live a life of continual surrender I don't get to choose the song 
And the reason I don't get to choose the song is because I didn't make me. He made me. And he knows that if I'll sing this song, it'll be beautiful. But if I try to sing my song, it's going to be a hot mess. We might need to wake up in the morning and sing the old song. I surrender all. I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Sing his song. So first off, don't sing a solo. Secondly, make sure you're singing the right song. So what song are we singing? My God, how great you are. You guys like this song? I think y'all sang it this morning, didn't you? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sing it again. My God, how great you are! How great, how great you are! My God, how great you are! How great, how great you are! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! What are y'all doing? What's the problem? You. <laughs> the problem is, I'm singing the right song, and I'm singing it with God but I'm out of timing. You see, you can be doing your best to live your life God's way, to be the me that he wants you to be, the me that you want to be, to be the me that he created you to be, and yet you're out of timing with God and it's still going to be a train wreck. And have you ever noticed, I I can't tell you maybe five times in my life when I've heard people say, God, you're going to have to slow this miracle down. It's going too fast. No, what are we always trying to do? Speed God up. Lord, you're taking too long. I mean, I know you're always an on-time God, and, and, you know, but now would be that good on-time, Lord. And we're, we're trying to, when I, I remember as a kid, my mom, she would always like to crank the music up a little bit. Some of you that were, remember her leading worship. Every time, boy, that song would kick off, and we would be a little too slow, and she'd be snapping, trying to speed it up, speed it up, speed it up, right? And, and sometimes that's how we are with God. Lord, we need to speed this process up. I'm in the valley, and I don't want to be in the valley anymore. I'm trying to get to the mountaintop, God. Can you just hurry this process along? Lord, I'm trying to get married, and I need you to send me a husband, and I've been, I've been waiting a little while, God, and it's, you know, I've been waiting too long. You know, Lord, I, it's time. And, then God, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. God knows the perfect speed that your song needs to be sung. He knows where you need to be, and he knows how to get you there, and he'll get you there just at the right time, but we've got to trust in the timing of God. You'll get to the bridge. You'll get to the climax, but you're going to have to wait a minute, slow it down, and trust in God. Here's what Paul wrote to the Galatians in chapter 5, verse 25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep step with the Spirit. I was in marching band. I was a drummer when I was in high school. I played the quads. And when we were marching, we had to stay in step because every time your foot landed, it helped us keep in time. We're walking with the Spirit. We're keeping time with the Spirit. I want you to know something. It is not God's job to get in time with you. 
It's not God's job to say, oh, you're going faster? Let's go faster. No, no, no. God is setting the pace. He wrote the song and he knows how fast it's supposed to be sung. He said, well, mine's taking too long. Don't you worry. You'll get there. Here, here's, here's what the prophet Isaiah said to us and promised. If we could trust in the timing of God, he said, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar like, on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. But when we're running outside of the timing of God, not trusting Him, we find ourselves exhausted. We find that we can't soar like eagles and we're blaming it on God. And He's saying, no, no, no. If you'd trust me, you wouldn't be exhausted all the time. You wouldn't be worn out and stressed out. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You can live your life without being exhausted, but you have to do it in the timing of God. Stop trying to rush God all the time. Stop trying to speed him up and say, Lord, what am I trying to learn in this moment? And if you can get in time with God, he's going to renew your strength. I can't do it anymore. Get in time with God. He'll renew your strength. I can't stay down here. It's just crazy. People around me are crazy. Listen, if you'll get in time with God, you can soar above it on wings like eagles. Sing his song. And get in his timing. Well, let's try this again. Y'all learn anything today? We having a good time? My God, My God how great you are. How great, how great you are. Did I mess you up, Holy Spirit? Almost. Almost. What's the problem? Wrong key. Right words, right timing, wrong key. My key was so bad in the Beaumont service this morning, I messed up the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you're singing the right song in the right time. You're trusting in God, but you're singing it in the wrong key. What am I talking about? I'm talking about our attitude, our heart, our emotions, our motives, our mind. You see, you can go to someone... And, and, and they're firing at you and attacking you and you can say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. Or you can say, may the Lord bless you because I'm about to kill you. <laughs> you. You can say bless your heart in a good way or you can say bless your heart in a condescending way. Have you ever been on the other end of that one? Our attitude, our emotions, our heart, our motives. We can come to church. We can be here every morning. And then when we walk out of here, we're chewing out the guest in the, in the parking lot because they parked in your spot. The audacity. <laughs> Wake up on Monday morning and you're saying this is the Lord's day. But the way it comes across to your family is this is not the Lord's day. Unless it's the day of judgment. <laughs> You call yourself a Christian, but you're cussing other people out. You call yourself a Christian, but you're bitter and angry. You call yourself a Christian, and yet you're offended and cannot seem to forgive. You call yourself a Christian, but hatred spews out of you. You call yourself a Christian, you have a bad attitude all the time. We're, we're doing the right things, but what's coming out of us is the wrong key. You keep on with all that, and you might look up, and you'll be back to singing a solo. Here's what Jesus said, Matthew 15. He, 
7 through 9, he spoke to the Pharisees and he said, You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips. They're saying the right thing, but their hearts are far from me, and their worship is a farce. You're saying the right things. You're singing the right song. You're, you're in timing with God. But what's come out of you, coming out of you shows that your heart is far from God. Oh, I can do what the Bible says, but my heart has no relationship with God. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Does your life exhibit any of those? Because if it doesn't, you're probably singing in the wrong key. I know, it got real quiet in here though. Here's the thing. To stay in key, we need a constant in our lives. We need something that would never be changing, that we could always go back to and in every situation would be an anchor for our soul. In music... As great as Pastor Chris and Pastor Yolanda and all of our music team does, as great as they are, even they get off key sometimes. Even they hit a bad note here and there. Even they can be flat or sharp or be a little off. So you know what we need to keep us in is a constant. We call it the keyboard. You see, when our vocals are wrong, when our voices are wrong, when we can't quite hear the note in, in, in the ear of our mind, the keyboard can get us back on track. You see, every time he hits a middle C, a middle C is going to sound like this. Every time he hits a D chord, it's going to, or whatever chord are you in? What are you in? D. Bam, I nailed it. Every time you hit a D chord, it's going to sound like this. Every time. It doesn't change. And it's a place to come back to. Uh, I'm off a little bit. Okay, now I hear it. We have the same thing in our lives. It's called the Word of God. It's called the Bible. You know, we're so busy looking for a prophetic word when God's saying, I already wrote it in my word. You need to go read it and find it. Life is high. Life is low. My attitude is wrong. I need to dig into here. I'm struggling, Pastor Randon. I, I, I didn't know I was going to be offended. Yes, Jesus said, don't worry, you will be offended because of me. Oh, okay. When I'm off, it's the Word of God in my heart that gets me anchored again. Psalm 119 and 11, I have hidden your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We've got to get the Word of God in our hearts. If the song you're singing doesn't line up with the Word of God, I've got to tell you, it's not the song God wants you to sing. Because not, God will never go against what He's already spoken in His Word. Get it in your heart. Get in tune. Get in the right key. When you're struggling with, with, with things that you know are not right, get in the Word of God. Read a little bit. What if I'm reading the wrong thing? Doesn't matter. You just start reading. This is a living word and God will speak to you from anywhere. I don't know where to start. Just, just do the old open it up and start reading. It'll be amazing how God will start speaking to you. Listen, Google search. What do I do when I'm struggling with anger? And it, What does the Bible say about anger? And it will come up with 77 scriptures. Just read them until you find one that speaks to your heart and gets you back in tune. So... 
We got the right song now, guys. We got the right timing. And we got the right key. But there's one more problem that we might have. My God, how great you are. To him, but not to me. My God, how great you are. I've tried, but I can't get it done. You see, now I'm singing the wrong words. Right song, right key, right timing, wrong words. Here's what the Bible says in Proverbs. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm coming to church. I'm hearing the message. I'm raising my hands in worship. But the pastor gets up and says, you can be filled with the grace of God and the power of God. And when you are, miracles will happen in your life. And you say, amen for someone else. We we say, you know, you can overcome addiction. And you say, I've tried, but I can't do it. You can let go of old hurts. No, pastor, it's been there too long. Worshiping. Worshiping and singing and, and, and trying to live our life right and our heart is right. But out of our mouth, we're speaking death over our own life. You can be debt free. No, sir, I can't. God wants you to build wealth. I'm too late in my life. I couldn't get that done. God wants to set you free. Nope. Been to that altar too many times. We're speaking death over our own situation. The power uh, uh, life and death are in the power of your tongue. You can be singing God's song in His timing. My heart is close to Him. Everything's right, but when it comes right down to it, I'm speaking the wrong words. Amen in the preacher, but on Monday, speaking death. We're living in the world that we created with our own words. What if we could sing the right song in the right timing, in the right key, with the right words? I'd be singing his song. I'd be the me that he created me to be, and I'd find that it's the me I've been looking for all along. I've been searching here, and I've been searching there, and suddenly I'd find it. And the glory of God would shine through me. And people would look at me and they would say, Wow, what's going on with that guy? What's going on with her? Something's changed. What changed? I'm singing the song that I'm supposed to be singing. See, the main measure of my devotion to God is not my devotional life. It is simply my life. It's the song that I'm singing. I'm trying to get in tune with you, God. Maybe I can pray a little maybe I can pray a lot maybe I missed some notes but God I'm trying to get in tune with you I'm growing and I'm feeling close to him the world is seeing his glory through me people want to listen to my song it changes the atmosphere of the room will you sing your song the song God created you to sing what if we sang this all together one more time God, how great you are, how great, how great you are. 
time in my life. I'm not a great singer, as you can tell. So you know what I need to do? I need to turn my mic down and turn God's mic up. And I need to let Him speak through me. Let the Holy Spirit lead and work in my life. But it starts with surrendering my song to His song. Surrendering my life to His life. I'm going to ask you if you're watching online or if you're in this room to close your eyes for just a moment. It's so easy to take our life back up. We surrender on Sunday, but on Monday we're back in charge. Do you need to surrender again today? Say, Lord, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sing my song. I want to sing your song. I want to get back in tune with you. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. Will you just slip up your hands so I know who I'm praying with? I see hands going up all over the room. We just want to get back in tune with God. If you're watching online, all right, you can play your hand, place your hands down. I'm going to ask everyone, even those watching online, to repeat this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for getting out of tune for singing my song. God, I want to sing your song. I surrender my life to you. Everything I have belongs to you. Forgive me of my sins. Get me back in tune. Live in me. Let your glory shine through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. I want to challenge you to sing your song, the song that God created you to sing. Get in step with Him and stay there. And watch how beautiful you sound. Pastor Randon, you don't understand. No, 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 no. You're God's masterpiece. Sing your song.